How good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Raising Cain, what is this about? I've heard this saying a lot in church growing up over the years, and I've understood it to mean that this was basically relative to raising hell. But as we examine this raising Cain, I want to cover some history and relationship of brethren and brotherhood and examine our people, these aboriginals of North America, Central and South America, and who are scattered out throughout the four corners of the earth, but specifically the North American Negro and the Latino brothers and sisters. I want to suggest to you that there's a relationship here that we have not seen that is causing a rift between our people. So let's examine the hood life very briefly. You may not know it. The North American Negro may not know. The Latino may not know. The Native American may not know. But you are the chosen people of the Most High God Almighty, specifically you, the West Indians, the Haitians. You are the chosen people of the Most High God Almighty. And so the Most High saw it fit to raise a body of people and to charge their body of people with a particular message that has escaped us for over 400 years to free our people. As you look at this hood life and you look at the male-female relationship, if there is no unity within the male and female relationship and that relationship produces an offspring, then that offspring will not have a measuring tool for success in relationships. The absence of a father depletes children of a particular type of dignity and discipline that is necessary for them to be civilized, functional beings in any society. And so whereas there are several depleted single-parent homes, the male-female relationship between the Negroes, Latinos, Native Americans, the male-female relationships are destroyed. And what we see in common well, let me say this, as I was growing up, if you had anyone that had any different texture type of hair, they would claim, I got Indian in my family, not knowing all along that they are the one and very same people that are being called Indians. This is a whole other story. I'll come back to that at some other time. But... As you look at the inner cities, you frequently see single-parent homes and where there is a rise of there being male single-parent homes. There's a destruction in the male-female relationship that produces offspring, and that offspring has no respect for their elders because they had no man in the house that they needed to answer to that was going to discipline them. And so they have no guidance. They have no sense of direction. This is what men bring to a relationship that our sisters are being sold, that our brothers have no value to them. Well, if we had no value, sister, look at the condition of your children. They're, gang they're in gangs. They're prostitutes. They're outright harlots. They're drug abusers. They are drug sellers. You didn't have that to this degree when the man was in the home. And where you produce a children and a whole entire generation in that mind state and in that condition that they have no discipline, they do not like to answer to authority. They have no trust in the so-called Negro man. They have no trust in the said Latino man because they have seen these so-called men desert them. 
And many times their mothers have taught them all types of wicked things about their fathers, destroying the image of a man in the eyes of these children. And whether you know it or not, sister, that helps to confuse these children about their sexuality. But where there's no discipline in the home, no camaraderie in the male-female relationship, there's built-up anger and frustration in the youth. And so they naturally kill one another, brothers killing brothers, sisters killing sisters. And so whereas this topic is raising Cain, we can say that this is resurrecting Cain in the sense of raising Cain. We can say that this is raising hell. We can say that this is raising Cain in the sense of single-parent homes raising children to be in the spirit and mentality of Cain. So I prepared today just a little bit for you, for this message. That it is my hope that you will see the depth of where this comes from and what our solutions are. Love for the brotherhood. The love amongst the brothers helps to build us, brothers, as men, which we must return to. You will not fix a people unless you fix the head of the home, and the head of the home is the man, and he must be resurrected into his God self. That which the Most High Almighty requires of him, instead of being resurrected into the spirit of Cain. Now, Cain and Abel were brothers. And as it's taught in the Christian world improperly, this is not an attack on you, my dear Christian brothers and sisters, but is it taught on properly that there were only Adam, Eve, Cain, and Abel on the earth? Well, these would have been aboriginals, dark-skinned, woolly-haired beings, direct DNA from the Most High God Almighty. These are the original inhabitants of the earth. These are the original sons and daughters of God Almighty. So, Cain would have been likened unto a Negro man today. Abel would have been likened unto a Negro man today. And so this same same Cain and Abel syndrome is rampant in the inner city hoods of America with the aboriginal Negro man and his brother, with the Latino man and his brother, with the native man and his brother, the West Indians, the Haitians, and his brother. And so there is a Cain and there's an Abel in all our communities standing on Martin Luther King Boulevard murdering his brother. And if your Martin Luther King Boulevard is anything like ours in Detroit or the ours in Pontiac, Michigan, worst place in the city, drug abuse, prostitution, murders, or a man's street who stood for peace. And so whereas these broken homes are in place and you single parents are in place, you are raising children that are in the spirit and mind state of Cain, when you raise your children alone. Children do not deserve to be raised by just a father or be raised by just a mother. Even in divorcement, according to the scriptures, although this society is a little bit opposite of that, the scriptures talk about, the children were to go with the man according to the scriptures. There was a time where the, the children would never go with the man. That has changed lately. But the children were not to go with a man, listen carefully, if the man did not replace that wife, that former wife. So the children are always they had a balance of being raised by men and women, mother and father. This means, sister, what America is selling you that you are independent of a man and you don't need a man, that you are the mother and the father of those children. 
is a blasphemous lie. And so you, sister, have contributed to raising Cain, resurrecting that spirit of the, the ancient wicked one who was a murderer from the beginning. And so as it was taught to us by the elders of the order of Melchizedek, who I am a trainee of, they said that Hebrew legend holds that the fall of man gave birth to the devil and life to Satan. They said that after the first murder and the spilling of the blood of the first murder as it dropped to the earth, this caused the earth to have a crack in it, and the first earthquake happened. And since that time of the fall of man and the first murder, that the earth has been tilted off its axis 23.5 degrees, and everything in nature on this planet has been at an imbalance. The temperatures and the seasons have been all off and changed, whereas there was one continuous temperature as it was taught unto us, one continuous said season as it was taught unto us. After this first murder, the whole consciousness of the universe was altered. And this is where animals became carnivorous and predatorial. And this is when man became predatorial upon himself, as it was taught to us by the elders of the order of Melchizedek. So what is it that produced the fall of man? What is the secret that produced the fall of man? And what is it in relationship to us raising babies into be into these Cain-like mentalities. So let's look at the male-female relationship in this hood life once again and look at this. Watch. Man, woman get together. They date. They meet. They consummate. They use sex as a sport, as a pastime, as a recreation. And rather than it being recreational, as they try to make it be, it wrecks all creation. It wrecks creation all. And anytime you treat intimacy and that what you call your sex life as a recreational sport like you have, you are a savage, you are a beast, and you lose all hell on earth. Not to mention you give birth to an offspring. Man runs off or... Where he hasn't run off, he doesn't have his life together. He watches Netflix all day. He sits around drinking 40s all day. He sits around playing PlayStation all day. He's moved with you, shacking up, as they say. Not doing anything to be a producer, having no knowledge of what it means to be a real man in and of himself, and having no knowledge of how he is to conduct himself and conduct himself with his woman and his child. So the hate, the anger, and pain builds up between that man and that woman so there becomes a war between these sexes. And so men hate women in their nature, and women hate men in their nature, and the only thing that they see that is good about one another is to lay down with some recreational sport that you all call your sex lives. Now, as it was taught to us by the elders of the order of Melchizedek, when all of these things became imbalanced in nature due to the fall of man, this separated the great clock of the heavens into two. I'm going to come back to that. As it is in the hood, when you have these children, I'm going to relate this to this clock, so pay attention. You give this offspring a depleted and destroyed home, the man has abandoned his duty, he does not know his duty as a man when he does not know himself by his nationality. It is written in the scriptures as that which the Most High God Almighty made you and every living being on this earth. So because you're a wreck creation all sport like sex life, now this man is off jumping on and humping on every jump off woman in sight. Every jump-off trollop tramp in sight. 
with pipe dreams of being some famous rapper, with pipe dreams of being some famous basketball or football player. You got a better chance of hitting the lotto, most of you. So there's no real relationship between this man and this woman. He's abandoned his relationship, so he's an absentee father. So when society comes down on him to say, hey, man, deal with your children, deal with this woman, take care of your home. And listen, I'm not saying I'm above this, brothers. I suffered this, and I've paid for it, and in many ways I may forever pay for it, but I've done everything I can and continue to do to rectify the tone for my foolishness and folly of my youth. But as I'm stating this to you, follow this. Boy meets girl. They shack up, and I literally mean boy meets girl. Not man and woman. Children in adult bodies that think that they're fully grown. They meet at the club or wherever they meet, they shack up, they produce an offspring. Man doesn't know his duty. Young boy doesn't know his duty and what it means to be a man. Turns his back for a moment. Now society is whispering this woman's ear. And now all hell breaks loose. And the relationship dissipates. Thug America out there, you get thrown in jail or in prison. Or you keep trying to hustle to provide for your child or your children. With a woman you can't even communicate with any longer. And your children grow up witnessing this, witnessing hate between the mother and father. Straight up hate. And your children get angry. And they go out in the street. And they kill their brothers. So as Adam and Eve were in this garden, Adam representing man, plural man, man as a whole, Aboriginal man specifically, Negroes, Latinos, West Indians, Haitians, Natives, various particular Western Spanish-speaking peoples. This Aboriginal man has given a commandment, is given a body of law by the Most High, and is told to obey it in the form of one simple thing. Do as I say, and do not break this law. Don't eat of that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So what would later become 613 laws, statutes, and commandments are all summed up into one particular thing. Obey the Most High Almighty. And so here, as he's slacking on his duty, as he no longer knows himself or what he's supposed to do, he's off in la-la land, walling around in some type of quote-unquote pseudo-like heavenly experience anyway, and all the foolishness, foolishness of his youth, running and gunning, playing video games and selling drugs and being a quote-unquote bad boy not paying attention to his responsibility to his woman. And some third-party, serpent-like, slither-tongued being slips up into his world and starts, quote-unquote, spitting game to the woman. And so now she's got some outside influence, and she's coming back to him saying, hey, brother, or hey, man, you my man. Come eat of this fruit. And as the scriptures describe, you know a tree by the fruit it bears. Then there's a tree, there's two trees, one that bears life, and another tree is the knowledge of good and evil. But there's a tree that you're not to touch. And the fact that he listened and hearkened on to the voice of the woman and went against a very direct law that was given to him by the Most High Almighty, and they ate of this fruit that was given to her to give to him by a third-party serpent. Now listen. So now he 
no longer understands his duty as a man. He hearkens onto a voice of his woman that she got from the voice of the serpent, consciously making the decision to disobey the Most High's law. And what is the aftermath of this curse that's put upon this woman, curse that's put upon this man with the fallen man? What is the aftermath? There will be enmity between her seed and thy seed, the seed of the serpent. So wait a minute. If there's enmity between her seed and thy seed, the serpent, and this is the aftermath of the fall of man, what took place between Adam and Eve that produced a curse on the seeds that came after the fall? It was wreck, creation, all sex. And when you disobey the Most High, you lose all sense of who you are as a man. When you consciously make that decision to block out what you know is right, and you break the laws of the Most High, and you go and produce recreational sex, you produce a child that comes out with the Cain consciousness, with the Cain spirit and goes out here to murder his brothers. So brother, if you want to clean up your life, you have to first clean up your sex life and get some discipline and some control over that. If you want to get out of this living hell, the curse that was on man was that he would not be able to build because of how he dealt with that woman. So you look at the financial condition of the of, of the said North American Negro man and the Latino man and the native and the West Indian, the Haitian and the particular Spanish speaking peoples. You look at these this man's economic condition, he is not able to build for himself because he has suffered the curse of the fall of man and he's asleep. And he has given birth, and she has given birth, and resurrected Cain, and the spirit and mentality of Cain is rampant all throughout the ghettos and in the hoods. It's brother killing brother. It's no different in the rap world. With the rap beefs, it's no different in the said conscious community. It's no different in the Hebrew world with the Hebrew beefs. It's brother against brother. It's shifting the blame. Go listen to your leader. And go listen who he's pointing the finger at. Go listen that he points the finger away from himself, and then he points it back. If anything, he's going to point it on the woman. And then go read Adam and Eve and see did Adam not do the same. And Adam says, oh, it's not my fault. It's your fault, God. Hypocrite. It's not my fault. I didn't make the conscious choice to do this. Hypocrite. Shifting the blame off of yourself. Shifting it on to the most high almighty. Shifting it on to your woman. Hypocrite. So you got rampant beef in the Hebrew world. You got the same Cain and Abel syndrome in the Hebrew world that you have everywhere else on the earth because the people have not awakened to the truth because it had not been time for this seal to be opened until such time as today. So if you are a man that's walking around that do not know your nationality, you cannot really believe that you know the real God. Why is it that your God has failed to tell you who you are? With all due respect to my beloved Christian brothers and sisters, I love you. And this is why I tell you the truth. I will not allow this wickedness and this foolishness and this buffoonery of racial hatred and all of this madness to stop me from loving my brothers and sisters as I'm commanded to. It didn't say just love your brothers and sisters that are Hebrews or just those that are Christians or just those that are Muslims. It said love your brothers and sisters. I know that the mass majority of our people that are in this Christianity, this Christianity and caught up in the Christian lies 
of this false Christianity that's spreading. I know that they sincerely want the truth, and I know that it hurts them sometimes, but a lot of times it's the delivery. And so this act of recreation, all sex, that occurred with the original fall of man, produced the imbalance in the universe that caused the earth to tilt off its axis. And so the great clock of the heavens was divided into the original clock of the heavens, or Adam's calendar, and then the calendar of Enoch. So there was a calendar or a clock that predated Enoch's. It had to be divided from the heavens and the earth. And so you could read the times of the earth according to the holy seasons, but you couldn't read the times of the earth according to the heavenly seasons. And that clock was Mazarin. So you see the same hatred in the Hebrew world that you see in the Muslim world, Sunnis versus Shiites. You see the same thing in the conscious community. Well, I'm this and you're not this, so you're wrong. And you see the same beefs in the rap world, in the Christian world, in the Jewish world. And all of you that argue about whether or not Scripture is true have the same condition going on with you that causes one brother to hate another brother and to kill that other brother in self-righteousness. So you've done a good job, brothers and sisters, of resurrecting Cain. Now, there's a Cain that has produced a seed, and is the seed of Satan, and is the seed of the serpent. And then there's the spirit of Cain that remained a challenge to her seed, or the seed of Adam and Eve, being held through Abel and then through Seth, who was the replacement of Abel. And that constant enmity or that constant war between the children of the Most High and the children of Satan, Shaitan, has existed. And you got it out there twisted, making it something as though it's racial. Or this man is weak and evil because of the color of his skin. Scriptures don't teach that. You teach that. There's a spirit that is amongst our people that is the spirit of Cain. His brother killing brother, slaughtering brothers on a daily basis. We don't have to sit back and wait on some foreign nation to come do it. We don't have to sit back and wait on some, say, Caucasoid man, no, the actual Caucasoid man to come do it. It's Cain and Abel amongst us that are doing it. And we have the responsibility, as did Adam, to return to the laws, statutes, and commandments to clean ourselves up, to clean our communities up, we'll clean ourselves up, clean our homes up, and clean our communities up. So you don't know who you are. You think you're a descendant of Ham. You think you're this and that. You don't know who you are, Negro man. And won't you get the surprise? China's coming down to foreclose on this Federal Reserve Bank. And you and your solutions are some mothership in the sky, some arm of some Jesus coming out of the sky, which is really Superman, Carl L, the spirit of Carl. The, the, the spirit of Carl and L means spirit of God. L can represent God. So you're literally worshiping a fantasy in what you call Jesus. You're worshiping a Superman, fictitious Jesus. Spirit of God, Kal-El, who you believe is going to come fly the sky and save the whole world and everybody's going to be sitting on top. No, that's not going to happen. Some of these people are going to go away in bloodshed. Some of these people are going to die by the sword. And you selling some Gandhi meat, Charlie Brown type of Jesus in your churches. Or Gandhi meets Charlie Brown and has a baby and calls him Superman Kyle. And I literally mean that because you're teaching homosexuality in these churches as though they can reproduce and have a baby. 
And the Christ said, think not that I come to bring peace. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. Coming to cut heads off the wicked and the self-righteous hypocrites that have deviated from theocracy, that have deviated and started teaching doctrines of devils. Not doctrines that were given to them by devils, doctrines that are full of villainizing other people and calling them devils. As opposed to what really happened to us from these hypocrites preaching this false doctrine, what really happened to us as a punishment of Most High, if you villainize that, then guess what? You've deviated from the faith. The world has been misled into believing that Jewish people that are Caucasian Jews or so-called Jews are the people that are in this Bible. What I'm saying is not hatred. I don't encourage you to hate them. If you knew who they were, you probably wouldn't hate them. They're the students of the aboriginal Hebrews. The ones that are in power anyway, not the commoners. And you've been told that Jesus was a captive of some Christian religion that he had nothing to do with, that false Christianity. And then you have this Islam, you have this Christianity, you have this Judaism, but they have forgotten to mention the Hebrew faith because they know nothing about it. Actually, let me explain this. The word Jew, according to scriptures, I'm not talking about what you think in common times. The word Jew, J-W, according to scriptures, is short for Judah. But there were 12 tribes, there are 12 tribes that are chosen the Most High God Almighty. And for me to say that, and for the scriptures to say that, is not racism. That doesn't mean hate other people because they are not you. That's not what it means. Now, you can interpret it as, as that for yourself, but that's your own personal interpretation. That's your own private interpretation. You've taken it to twist it to mean hate others. And so what the planet has been tricked to believe is that the Jewish people the, the Caucasian Jewish people are the same as in the book, and that is not true. The word Jew is short for Judah, as in the tribe of Judah. And so all the other 11 tribes all became known as Jews at a particular time in the Scripture. As a matter, let me read. Let, let me read some things for you. It's not Jewish. It's not Christian. It's not Muslim. Exodus 9 and 1. Then the Lord said unto Moses, Go in unto Pharaoh and tell him, Thus saith the Lord, God of the Hebrews, Let my people go, that they may serve me. See, you got it confused in the thinking that Jewish people who practice Judaism are the Hebrews of the Scriptures, and they are, these are not the same people. They speak Yiddish, a slang of Hebrew. The Hebrew that you think is a language that they speak is a slang of the original Hebrew. It's Yiddish. When this is speaking of Hebrews, the Lord God of Hebrews is speaking of the Hebrew faith. It is not speaking of Judaism. The Hebrew faith and Judaism are two so totally different things. Exodus 5 and 3, and they said the Lord they said, excuse me, let me repeat that. And they said, the God of the Hebrews have met with us. Let us go, we pray thee, three days journey into the desert and sacrifice unto the Lord our God. Lest he fall upon us with pestilence and with the sword. The God of the Hebrews, not of Christians. My dear brothers and sister Christians, don't be offended by this. The scripture says that even the very elect would be fooled. I want to suggest to you that you have been fooled. The faith of the one that you call Jesus and all the prophets was the Hebrew faith, was and is still today. The Christianity that was taken over from these original Hebrews is 
the religion of Shaitan or Satan. And that is the religion that was raised to fool you. I'm not saying that you are bad. I'm telling you that that religion was raised to trick you from getting away first and foremost as to who you are. And so they had to do that in order to disguise who they are so that you would not know who you are, so you would not know who they are. If you don't know yourself, you cannot claim to know God. And once you know the real Most High Almighty God, He's going to tell you who you are, and it's going to tell you who these wicked ones have, that have come to deceive the whole earth. And they come in the name of the Christ. What do you think that means? They come posing as Christ. What do you think that means? They're posing as the Christ, erected Christianity, and the Christ comes out of the Hebrew faith. So guess what? The whole thing is a lie. And so these 12 tribes at one time became known as all 12 of them Jews. Let me tell you why that happened. Because in the land of Israel, the ancient land of Israel, which was, was once Canaan and became Israel, after the death of King Solomon, the upper kingdom was split. They split his kingdom. And the, the kingdom was split, the upper was, was Israel, and the lower was Judah. So there were three tribes in the land of Judah, really two tribes, and the other ten were in the land of Israel, the upper kingdom. So I'm going to read a couple of scriptures for you to, so you can see where this happened. Second Kings 17 and 1, in the twelfth year of Ahaz, king of Judah, remember, that's the lower kingdom, in the twelfth year of Ahaz, king of Judah, began Hosea, the son of Elah, to reign in Samaria over Israel, nine years. So Hosea was in the upper kingdom, if you're following this. Now I'm going to jump down to verse 18. Therefore the Lord was very angry with Israel and removed them out of his sight. There was none left but the tribe of Judah. What happened was Israel... Let me read again. Therefore, the Lord was angry with Israel, was removed into Assyrian captivity to serve for three years. They went into prison captivity, enslavement for three years. So there was none left but the tribe of Judah that was ruling the land of Judah, not because there was only the tribe of Judah left, but because Judah was the ruling tribe of the 12 tribes. And it was there that they all became known as Jews after that point following the king tribe, Judah. Let me qualify that, Hosea 1, verses 10 and 11. Yet the number of the children of Israel shall be as the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured nor numbered. It has come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them, Ye are not my people, there it shall be said unto them, Ye are the sons of the living God. Then shall the children of Judah and the children of Israel, remember those are the two kingdoms, be gathered together and appoint themselves one head. And they shall come up out of the land, for great shall be the day of Jezreel. So there was the appointment for all of us to be known as Jews from that time on, during the time of Hosea and a So, we being lost to who we are as men, not knowing how to conduct ourselves, abandoning our women, but yet producing children with them, disobeying the laws, the statutes, and commandments, is what produced these children that have Cain-like mentality that are killing brother, killing brother. So we need to identify ourselves according to our creator first. Let me let me give you let, let me ask you a question. Brother brother, let me ask you this question. Brother Tobiah, who on the earth is known for spreading the word in their community using this word peace? Negroes. Negroes. All over the community. Peace brother, peace what's up, brother? Peace, 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 peace. Peace this, peace that. Going to the scriptures, Genesis forty three twenty three, and he said, "Peace be to you." 
Fear not your God. And the God of your father have given you treasure in sacks. Luke twenty four thirty six. And as they thus spake, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said unto them, Peace be unto you. One of the misconceptions is in this language. The word shalom that Jewish people use means hello and hi, if you all didn't know that. But shalom means peace. And when you would say shalom alaikum, it would be peace unto you. And therefore the Ishmaelites, who were sons of Abraham, getting away from their father, kept up the same tradition, but they were not the 12 tribes. And so as their tongue got away from their father, their tongue became slightly changed. Instead of saying shalom, they would say salam. John 2 and 19. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, when the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and said unto them, Peace be on to you. Shalom alaikum. Brothers and sisters, I, if you're from a foreign background, I know that that might frighten you. This is not a deviation from the Holy Scriptures. This is the King James Bible that you all are not being taught properly because the people that are in there teaching that are those who are serving Satan, claiming to be representing the Christ. Brother Tobiah, who lives in the ghettos? Negroes and specific uh, Western Spanish-speaking peoples. Negroes and specific Western Spanish-speaking peoples. Brother, who calls their women hoes? Negroes and Latinos. I looked up the history of this word. This is the etymology of this word, ho, H-O. It's a noun. They, they included it by 1993. Now, what does that tell you? That these rappers are the ones that brought this out and made it national and going to an etymology dictionary. Listen to the definition. American English slang. Listen to this. Representing a ghetto pronunciation of whore. Representing a ghetto pronunciation of whore. And then I looked up these songs. Curtis Mayfield, Ghetto, ghetto Child. Donnie Hathaway, Little Ghetto Boy. Group called Ghetto Boys. Too Short, The Ghetto. Tupac. Ghetto gospel, Bow Wow ghetto, Akon, well, Akon is not one of us. War, war, the world is a ghetto, fabulous ghetto, Trina ghetto, chameleon stuck in the ghetto, ghetto superstar. And then as you, I had an older dictionary, and I showed a brother this one time, and we looked at the word ghetto, it said a place where the Jews live. Again, who are these Jews? It's these 12 tribes that all became known as one under the tribe of Judah at a particular time some 2,500 or plus 3,000 years ago, something along that, night, that time. And they have since changed it. So as I, they've changed the meaning of the word to confuse you even further, I looked up the etymology of the word 1610s, which is 1610. Listen to this. Who lives in the ghettos? Negroes, Latinos. Listen to this. Part of a city to which Jews were restricted. Now, who's restricted in the ghettos today? Now, as you study the rest of this, it'll tell you the Yiddish get, the separation. It'll tell you the Italian ghetto. It'll tell you the Egypto, Egypt, which was a housing district that held the Israelites as slaves. But most importantly, what I want to bring out about this word ghetto, you have to really grasp your mind around this. The root of the word in Yiddish comes from the get, which is a deed of separation, but in the Hebrew comes from the get, bill of divorcement. Now listen, a particular area or part of the city was set aside in ancient Egypt, set aside in America.
America called a ghetto for these Jews who are restricted in this area because they have been placed under a curse of bond servitude and this instrument of divorcement is because the nation of Israel is thought to be the bride of the Most High. And to place the Most High's bride as a nation under a bill of divorcement is to place this bride in a particular area called a ghetto and living quarters for those who have been divorced from the Most High. Brother, who used the term beat down? Who uses that term? Negroes. Psalm 8, 89, 23. And I will beat down his foes before his face and plague them that hate him. Our problem is that we were punished. We broke the law, statutes, and commandments. We produced these children of hatred that hate their brothers and kill their brothers. But rather than us deal with that, we want to villainize others with doctrines of devils. Instead of returning to the original Hebrew faith, which is theocracy, a form of government. And our hatred that we have enforced upon others has divided us from the inside out and has continued to perpetuate this Cain and Abel syndrome. And the only thing that kills a demon and the only thing that kills a devil is love. But the result of your hatred for others is what keeps you splitting up into group after group after group, splinter group after splinter group after splinter group, because you don't really love each other like you claim. Psalm 26 and 4. I have not sat with vain persons. Neither will I go in with dissemblers. Who are the dissemblers? The dissemblers are those who sow discord amongst their brethren. And this is King David saying that the same dissemblers are relative to those who are vain persons. So check yourself and your vanity and your ego and your haughtiness, your mean-spiritedness. And see, is that not the mechanism that is being used to divide and conquer us, that's being used to dissemble us? Proverbs 10 and 12. Hatred stirreth up strifes, but love covereth all sins. Hatred stirreth up strifes. What we got to understand is we keep thinking that it's proper for us to forward our hatred on the others when that is not the way at all. It stirs up strife within yourself and within your own people. Proverbs 26, begin at verse 21. As coals are to burning coals and wood to fire, so is a contentious man to kindle strife. What is kindling this strife? His hatred. Verse 24, drop down to verse 24, reads as follows. He that hateth dissembleth with his lips. And so it was David that says, neither will I go with dissemblers. So he that hateth dissembleth with his lips, because he sows discord. It reads on as follows, and layeth up deceit within him. So you're laying your own deceit, brother. Hypocrite. Laying your own deceit, thinking that you're self-righteously, you don't think you're self-righteous, but you are self-righteously projecting your hate on the others. Verse 25, when he speaketh fair, listen, when he speaketh fear, this is fair, that's this one that is dissembling with his lips. When he speaketh fair, believe him not. Hold that. See, there are brothers out here that are self-righteous, that justify their wickedness, that justify their real silent hatred for their brothers and their jealousy and their envy for their brothers. They use any little thing to divide them from their brothers because they are not following the truth. They may follow portions of the truth. They might follow large portions of the truth. They might have most of the truth that they're following, but they are disillusioned by their own hatred, and it is so strife amongst our people. This is why we keep seeing Cain and Abel syndrome. And when that one 
that is a dissembler with his lips, that keeps slandering his brothers, that keeps trying to point out how how right he is and how wrong that other guy is, they're not following the real thing we are. That is the one that dissembles with his lips. If the other ones are not following it right, then just leave them alone and keep your mouth shut. But that doesn't do right by you because the scriptures call you out. You are the Cain and in the spirit of vexation and the spirit of the Cain. So when he speaketh fair of those brothers of him, believe him not. For there are seven abominations in his heart. Reads on as follows, verse 26. Whose hatred is covered by deceit. What is this deceit? This deceit is this holier than thou. I'm a prophet. I'm a messenger. I'm the only one that has the truth. We're the only ones that have the truth. Well, if all of you are the only ones that have the truth, then why is there more than one of you? whose hatred is covered by deceit. So your deceit is in the illusion and deceit that you really sow discord amongst your brethren with your hate. And your hate for others has turned against you and has turned against your own brethren. And reads on as follows. His wickedness shall be showed before the whole congregation. It's time to show this up. It's time for us to separate from those among us who do not have it in their heart to unify with their brothers and sisters for real. Because in order for us to be real men and to get back to where we belong, to clean up our homes, a brother can't clean himself up without another brother there to stand by his side and remind him that he needs to clean himself up, and you do too. I need to clean myself up, you do too. But as long as we stand together and keep dealing with one another in love, we can keep reminding one another of what we need to correct as men. So then we can correct our homes. Then we can correct our communities, and we will stop producing these canes that are killing their brothers. Proverbs 10 and 18, he that hideth hatred with his lying lips, and he that uttereth a slander, is a fool. How many of you are out here slandering your brothers on Facebook and YouTube with your exposed videos? Such and such exposed. Such and such exposed. Hypocrite. Scriptures call you a slandering fool with lying lips. There's hiding your real hatred. Your hatred comes out and shows itself in your backstabbing, backbiting, backsliding, slanderous ways. First Peter 2 and 17, honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Psalms 50, 19-21, thou givest thy mouth to evil, and thy tongue frameth deceit. Well, I'm going to read just verse 20. Thou sittest and speakest against thy brother. Thou slanderest thy own mother's son. Proverbs eighteen and nineteen. A brother offended his a brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city. And their contentions are like the bars of a castle. Love will conquer all, brothers. I got one more for you and we'll close out. Galatians five and thirteen. Four. Brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. When we love one another and serve one another, it's going to clean us up, clean up our homes, clean up our community, clean up our children, and we will have the liberty that we seek because we will return to the original faith, which is a form of government with the law, statutes, and commandments as the Constitution. And that form of government is theocracy, with the only ruler, the only real ruler, as your emperor is the great I am. 